Hi. Hi, Heather. What's up? Uh, you... Welcome, listeners, to Open Graves. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm Vesta and Gloria. I'm Heather Noel. And we're on Zoom today, which you can probably tell from the difference in audio. Hopefully it is okay. I'm on the AirPods. Forgive us. Yeah. We had to we had yeah. a one-on-one. It has been a while. It has been a while and it's been chaotic timing wise. So hence the Zoom. Yeah. I mean, not like that's different than any other time, but <laughs> it sure. It, yes, life is chaotic. <laughs> yeah. Tis the spooky season, as they say. Yeah, tis the spooky season. It is, we are, oh, we're actually exactly a week out from Halloween. Yeah, I can feel yeah. it. I mean, it's funny. I've been seeing a lot of different people talk about how they're not really in the Halloween mood this year. I mean, maybe politically what's going on and just yeah. energetically, who knows. But how are you feeling about it? Um, Actually pretty positive. Um, oh yeah, we just had our Halloween obelisk, obelisk Halloween party rather. Yeah. Um, yeah, last wait week before last. How does time work? Yeah, I think it was two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Which was really fucking fun, and I'm you know I liked it since we're the second Thursday of the month. <laughs> Shameless promo. That means we got to have our Halloween party kind of early in the month, so it's like not competing with other stuff, and it like it starts to like set the mood early on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I feel like we really, really brought it with our uh, <laughs> Adams family theme party night of the mamushka. We mamushed. We mamush. <laughs> Heavily costumed night. I was actually quite impressed. <laughs> I was really proud of everyone. Yeah. We'll definitely throw some photos up on the Instagram. Um did not yeah, and I, any costumes at all. I thought people would be like, oh, okay, maybe put a hat on or glasses and be cousin it, but that was well, it. Well, Kelly did exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there was a couple though. That was so funny. Yeah, there were several cousin it's. And I, I think we both expected it to be just like a hundred Wednesdays and it was very evenly dispersed character wise. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, people were feeling really creative and it was like, I don't know, it was, it, so, it felt like really sincere fun. Like it was silly as fuck. Um, not too serious, but also like impressive. Yeah, I mean, and some parts of it were pretty damn elaborate, like Tenebrae's Uncle Knickknack. I know, is the fucking headstone. headstone that he made that is headstone. now in my home. Yeah, yeah, that, I'll take a photo of that. That thing's amazing. So ornate looking, and the the fact that like the place we just decked it out in yeah. tombstone, tombstone dancing in the graveyard, a <laughs> little area, and the fog machine and yeah it was just it was a good little use of space to really set the mood yeah and I I often feel I've noticed this about myself like I I used to do much more like costume and cosplay stuff until I sort of realized I don't necessarily enjoy it that much like I feel weird in costumes I guess because I kind of have a default costume anyway like (laughs) I put so much effort into this I'm like oh more things but I felt really good as Morticia like I really felt like that was my final form Yes, and it's not that different. Than- it's not that much of a stretch, which <laughs> oh. I think is part of why I used to feel like it was kind of a cop out. It's like, what? I just don't have bangs like that. <laughs> the bangs really throw you, though. Like I it, know, <laughs> you know, it really does. Like it, it, it's kind of you're like a whole new look to your face. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I've quite you a point under here. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. You did very. Even your expressions, I thought, were pretty spot on. <laughs> Thank you. I've been training my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and your sister was there. I thought that was, yeah. such a, uh, you know, compliment. Yeah. Ophelia. Ophelia. Character. Perfect Ophelia. Yeah. Oh my God. 
to a T, even the psychotic look on her face. I know. And Amy, yeah. oh my God. When I saw Amy's Debbie pose with the ring, hand, yes. I was like, somebody's been watching the film. Oh, yeah. She's got I was going to bring her a shovel, actually, but I, I couldn't transport it. <laughs> Say that again? I was going to bring her a shovel because I have. Oh, that would have been perfect. I have a personalized shovel from my 30th birthday. <laughs> right. But I, yeah. I had too much stuff to carry. That's funny. And, you know, I I begrudgingly put my hair in braids for you. I know. Thank you for that emotional <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> Played your daughter. <laughs> I, I know. Very <laughs> confusing. Yeah. But, no, it's fine. I mean, I had the dress. I had the dress to begin with. So I'm like, yeah. And Tasha, Natasha showed up this Wednesday, too. So, yeah, there were several. Yeah. It was a lot of good, it was a lot of good, wholesome fun, as you like. It say. was like it honestly was. It was a good music I, night too. I thought I thought it was it well, and um, you guys always do a great music night. Heavier stuff, yeah. He played like a whole like metal set, and you know, yeah, yeah. We actually got quite uh, some good compliments and feedback about the music. Oh, wonderful! That's cool. Yeah, yeah. We had we had some our usual requests for the Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that was from like a rando right uh a rando but that has happened before by other randos that's very funny <laughs> like why did the randos want the smiths what do they equate goth and this they must just be like i think so it's, it's yeah it's sort of an accessible i don't know yeah they cross over into the mainstream morrissey's all right but like <laughs> no <laughs> controversial figure no yeah very full of himself and yeah very yeah i can applaud the vegan effort but that's about <laughs> yeah it was the only time i've i've seen him at the play at the hollywood bowl and he actually made it a stipulation in his contract his writer as they say oh yeah i was there for that too yeah there was no no um animal meat on the premises yeah, yeah it was all vegan oh yeah you were there too okay i was i wonder if you're there on the same night that's cool yeah i don't know i went with uh, my former boss <laughs> oh cool okay yeah uh, speaking of live music, did you, you didn't make it to the V&V, did you? I did not. Okay. How was it? Last minute. It was a, um, Nikki, Nick, uh, Nikki actually, I saw her post something about a friend having two extra tickets. Oh yeah. And I was giving a tour and I thought, oh, I want to go. I want to go, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going. And so cool. but it ended up being a super mega long set. I don't know if you're a fan of the Nation. I'm like pretty neutral about VNV. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw them once in uh, 2018. Okay. They played like a monster set, though. It was like two and a half hours. Mm. Wow. It's, that was fun. It always feels like going to church. It's like <laughs> very, like, what's the word? Very enthusiastic crowd that's, you feel like you're part of it. Plus, Ronan stops and talks to everybody for like lengthy in between lectures. You know, where he goes off on political stances and shames people for using the flash on their camera. <laughs> a full on drunk guy next to me. It was like frat boy drunk music as well. Like parts of like there's part of the crowd that's like, yeah, not frat boys, but like real bro types. Yeah. Like the rivet head bros. Yes. And I, I know saw, what you mean. Like there was a guy that literally just threw an empty bottle on the stage. And of course, Ronan threw shit fit. Wow. And he made the the maintenance people come and clean off the stage. <laughs> wow. Anyway, sorry. I digress. <laughs> Trick or treat. It's almost Halloween. Yeah. Well, there's a oh, lot. Yeah, I wanted to tell you a oh. weird anecdote. 
And yeah. so I went to this, okay, there's this place near my, like in my neighborhood that is kind of an after hours club oh. thing, but also it's also like a legitimate speakeasy. Okay. It, it's called the Mid-City Yacht Club, which I is a great name. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not even yeah. anywhere near the ocean. It is a mid-city yacht club. Love it. <laughs> it is an industrial warehouse space. That's... Um, it has some nautical themed stuff inside of it. Okay. So I, I think it's very like underground hipster leaning. I've just gone to it a couple of times because like if I'm if like Amy and I go to Johnny's and like we have a couple of friends who also live in the neighborhood, they introduced me to it. It's the kind of thing where like they post on their Instagram if they're gonna be open on a certain night. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's it's cute. Like it's pretty fucking yeah, underground hipstery, but like I enjoyed it. It is different. It is it is uh, yeah, I respect them. But we all like a legal thing where I should leave off the name. You know, no. Uh okay. I mean, yes, I do think it's kind of illegal, but their Instagram is very public. So I don't think I'm doing anything wrong by saying it. <laughs> um, if you follow Mid City Yacht Club, they'll you know, it's there. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I doubt they have a liquor license. Okay. Unsure though. Don't know. <laughs> okay. Are they um, like soju? No, they have a full. It's okay. basically like imagine what after hours bars are usually like, where there's like, you know, a okay. vodka, a whiskey. You know, <laughs> they have like some beer taps. So it's no, it's a full bar. It's not very uh, diverse in its like selection, but it's it's real booze. <laughs> I do not think they have wine. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I'm never going. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. And what's the um, music like? Is it? That is what I'm getting to. Oh, shit. Okay. Actually, the first time I went there, there was a live band playing. The last time we were there, this this story in question, we were, we came at like, uh, maybe like 1130 or midnight. And it was empty. Literally just the bartender, like waiting for people to show up. Oh. And also there was no music playing. So we were like, hey, can we Bluetooth this situation? Oh. Um. And it was, it was, yeah, me and uh, Amy and Jack and uh, our friend Aaron and her husband. Oh, fun. So, of course, Jack took up uh, the, the DJ mantle, as one does. And uh, with this bartender, like, we wanted to, you know, like, put on something that she would enjoy, too. She's probably, like, early 20s, you know. Okay. Um, but kind of a gothy aesthetic, like, kind of, like, torn up stockings, like, platform boots, sort of lip service looking top, facial piercings. Like, we were like, oh, like, how would you feel about, like, goth, goth adjacent stuff? <laughs> In a very, like, Gen Z type of way, she just very sincerely goes, no. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. Uh, like, what What do you prefer? Like, what do you like? What do you listen to? Mayor. She was, what? John Mayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that bad, luckily. No, but it was interesting. She was like, oh, like, some, like oldies and jazz. Oh. Like, she's one of those kind of, like, a little bit, like, like Old goth thing. is not cool anymore. Like she's like off the grid cool, you know. Ooh. You What's know what I mean? On the pod, Vesta. Yeah. <laughs> but it was um yeah, I don't know. I was just surprised. Just so, totally just vetoed all the music that Jack was gonna play. So he's you know, he's he can he can tailor stuff to Yeah, he like went, he went more like Nightwave stuff. Yeah, he kind of did go a little night wavy about it, and she was down. But then eventually, I of course, I'm like, I have this playlist that I made for. Uh, it's called Caves on Broadway. Okay. Back when um, Dave's bar used to be closed on Mondays, so we would go and just like oh, hang right. out. Right, right. 
So I made this whole playlist and it's of course a lot of Nick Cave that's like it's called Caves on Broadway. It's basically like goth for a dive bar. Like it's a it's yeah. a mood. Yeah. You know? So at a certain point I wanted to take over and I, I did and I basically got two songs in, which was Nick Cave and Echo and the Bunny Men. And this bartender like runs over to me like it's an emergency and goes, oh, please, can you please play something more upbeat? I need to stay awake. <gasps> I was just like I was like, oh, oh my okay, goodness. I'm sorry. And I just, I gave it back to Jack and he went, <laughs> she approved of his stuff. I, I am not welcome to play music for uh, the youth. Wow. I mean, uh, the, yeah, you know what I'm going to say about Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But Echo, which Echo song? Oh, uh, Killing Moon. Like pretty Moon. well-known, pretty dancey in my Come opinion. On. That, oh man, that's offensive. Did you guys leave afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> no jack kept playing music oh, okay <laughs> yeah but um happier i was mostly surprised by and i we, i know we've talked about this before on the pod but like her aesthetic was really like goth adjacent that's why i was surprised that it yeah i feel like that vibe is like what i've been seeing on instagram and whatnot where people are basically appropriating <laughs> yeah the goth aesthetic and then the music has absolutely nothing to i've been seeing this for a while now where like the music playing and whatnot is 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 completely the opposite of what you would expect yeah top 40 or basically r&b or like rap um wow yeah which is like why why this aesthetic you know it's it seems like it's self-explanatory of what the music would be but no it's the opposite and it's a little shocking i mean i know now we're pearl clutching over here but <laughs> i know you know it's like don't appropriate us yeah i th- i mean i guess that happens with just sort of like the globalization of of aesthetic of subculture of culture in general I guess yeah and I'm trying not to be too much of like an uptight old person about it but I guess I am <laughs> right I know I get that way too because like I'm when I start hearing the music that they're uh, you know attributing to these Instagram models posing with like looking goth as fuck and then you're like what I mean I guess like there is some witch house in there but like witch house is yeah dead. yeah it had a, a real arc yeah, I know. I know. Real niche. No, that's that's funny. Okay. So so no go on the yacht club. <laughs> I was just I was completely vetoed by this. <laughs> this like 21-year-old bartender. Yeah. Yikes. It was actually really funny. Like I I don't know. I mean I keep talking about it. Yeah. And she was like, how old? Like I'm guessing 21, 22. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe younger. I just assume she's over 21 because of bartending, but it's not even a legal place. So she could be younger. Especially like in after hours, like illegal. Exactly. She is. That's funny, though. Like, I'm not cool enough for places like this is really what I learned. (laughs) Well, it's like the opposite. It's like Jessica, like dressing like Jessica and then listening to metal. It's that like, what? That doesn't fit your vibe, your energy. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm getting mosquito bitten like fuck on this balcony. Oh really? Okay. They're just buzzing around me. Shit. Yeah, you were gonna tell me something else. Do you I was. Oh yeah. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod before, but I recently started a master's program. Yeah. Um yeah, so I'm a couple months into that and it's a I'll just overview it. I'm getting my master's in clinical psychology at Pacifica Grad Institute up in Santa Barbara. 
and it's a low res low residency thing so i just go up there one week a month so it's like you know i'm still living in the light and being my normal chaotic self <laughs> just with more work and i'm absent for yeah. five days a month so it's a very like immersive situation obviously and it is definitely a one goth program <laughs> yeah um, you know as happens in these in these situations it's definitely it is full of a lot of different types of weirdos though like i'm not the only like weird person okay. i'm just the only goth person gotcha okay um it's very hippie leaning there's definitely like a witch cult vibe <laughs> going on okay um, at what i'm now calling therapy camp <laughs> <laughs> but of course as i guess was bound to happen i was really asked to explain what the fuck goth is by mm. I, know I, I told you this over text which was really yes, fucking funny to yes. me. it was actually at two different weeks that this happened from two different people so they were not aware of this um both are blonde both both are moms one is from oc and one is from santa barbara which says a lot mm. both are named christy yeah popular <laughs> name <laughs> yeah, they're spelled differently and Oh, actually, I got to hmm, step back for a second. It's possible that one of them might listen to this because I, of course, was talking oh, okay. about Open Graves and it's like, oh, yeah, if you want to know more about this, I actually do a whole project about talking about being a goth adult. So I was promoting our shit. So I just want to be real clear that I'm not uh, I'm not aiming to be condescending about their similarities and about their difference from me. It's just that is objectively funny. So shout out to Christy. We're Hi, Christy. On, your, on your team. <laughs> it's just that's objectively funny but both times I sort of found myself struggling a little bit and even though like doing this podcast has definitely made it easier when you're sort of put on the spot to like tell a stranger what the fuck goth is because like you know Trader Joe's employees ask me that question all the time too and it's I I, ugh, I don't enjoy that from Trader Joe's employees do you have like um, a five minute elevator pitch for them you know I'm working on it <laughs> I feel like we we tried on like episode one of this pod. Oh, I know. Didn't we? And it was like, uh, it's a struggle, right? Still yet to be defined. Exactly. So I I don't know. I, I'm actually like really trying to remember what I said so that I could like repeat it and talk it over with you. And it's I get this kind of like deer in the headlights feeling. Hmm. And I go into like a, <laughs> I don't know, an under pressure fugue state. Are you, so I, do you take it as a, an ins not an insult but like an underhanded compliment or are you on the defensive when people inquire like they have no idea what you're about when clearly like your aesthetic speaks for itself do you get the way, or do you give them the benefit of the doubt at this point I definitely give it the benefit of the doubt I think in the past I used to feel more defensive because like, ugh, I got in the past, meaning like, I don't know, before starting this podcast, even, I just don't deal well with feeling put on the spot. And I used to like, back, uh, maybe up until I want to say 10 years ago, but it's probably more recent than that. I felt hesitant to even use the word goth when strangers asked me questions. Um, because maybe it seemed too, too labely, too predictable to like putting myself in a box even though I absolutely do identify with that label and I'm fucking fine with it like we do this podcast for fuck's sake yeah <laughs> I've never said goth so much in my life I think I know <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> and I would not I wouldn't I would sort of run not shy away from it but I would just be like I wouldn't want to 
be, it to be diminutive. So I would avoid using that word. But yeah. now I'm just like, whatever, it's a moniker. People recognize it. I'm going with it. Yeah, I think that is how I feel now. Now I'm very like, I just had to like get comfortable with saying it to people who don't really know what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's it's hard when someone has no, like I'm always looking for like an entry point, you know, like a sort of like, what's the like soft point of access? And that's why I bring up David Bowie so often, even though we all agree like he is not goth, but we wouldn't have goth without him. Right. So, and like fucking everybody knows who David Bowie is. So it's like, even if I'm not saying this is an example of goth music, I think a lot of Bowie's ethos is very goth. Yeah. You know, like sort of like leaning into alienation and otherness. Um, just like turn down the uh, color saturation pretty much. I don't know if this is for the pod or not, but I had one of my old stalkers reach out to me. And it's so crazy because I had deleted him. So it came in as a message request. Oh. And, and get this, he found a clip of me. And in, oh. this, in this clip, I'm barely there. Like it doesn't really, it shows like a glimpse of me and he like recognized me and sent me this link out of like nowhere. It was so strange. And I'm like, you could barely even see me in this thing. I had no idea. Whoa. Yeah. You're getting famous. <laughs> I, I had some uh, influencers come through my, my tour and they were like filming their whole thing. And I, I, that was them but like I didn't realize it was going to be for that I thought it was like they're influencers for their own shit but I thought that was super odd and I like looked back and all old messages from this guy and like it went all the way back to 2013 oh wow and years ago I had deleted him because like he would like try to call me sometimes from Facebook and ew message me and I never like and I just look back and it's like that classic like try not to make the guy mad by like one word responses and and this and that yeah. whatever and I'm like why did I even waste my time Ugh. but I just blocked him but I'm like shit I realized that pretty much everything I do I post where I'm gonna be you know there's a hard thing about you know promoting things that we do <laughs> I know yeah it's like leaving yourself wide open, but oh well. Yeah, but I guess at least because of that, it's not like just a rando knows where you are in like a vulnerable situation. Your other people also know where you are. Yeah, yeah. That's so there's true. like a certain safety in it, I guess. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I just thought I that was really strange. You know, looked back on all the messages and I was like, okay, he is super creepy. Done. You have a lot of friends. Like, how do you deal with? I mean, a, a friends in quotes. How do you deal with that? Like, do, do you just ignore? Um, I've been weirdly lucky. I've never had like a proper stalker. If someone messages me more than I think is appropriate, I just don't reply to them. I've almost never had to block people. It's a very short list. Okay. There's a lot of working theories about this because, uh, you know, women who use the internet and also have a certain appearance usually have it a lot worse than I have. Yeah. Um, I like to think that maybe it's because I am a certain type of intimidating when I'm just a persona and not a full person. Oh. The other less impressive uh, theory is that I usually have a partner that everyone knows about and I think that wards off other men yeah I know and that's a bummer of an answer but I think it that's really is. is it really is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah you're rarely alone so that's good you know like you're not <laughs> vulnerable situation or whatnot but yeah I'm pretty well surrounded <laughs> yeah that's got your cult I do yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's um, a weird thing yeah. to talk about to like 
realized that I'm like, no, I should, I should have worse stories than I do. No, don't say that. No, no, no. I just mean like, um, statistically, I don't mean like, I, I want that to be the case. Yeah. I mean, and I, when I use the word stalker, I don't mean like, I don't, I didn't feel like my safety was in danger, but I do realize that these were unwanted messages that just never stopped. And like, even after I deleted him, it's like, you don't get the hint, right? You still find a way to connect with me and send me like links or saw this thought of you like, Oh, look, I, was this you? If not, it's your doppelganger. I'm like, you're still thinking about me after all these years, Yeah, not giving you any attention. That's really strange that I don't like. Yeah. That's, that's not cool. That's not reading a room, which I mean, yeah, if you're going to be a stalker type personality, you kind of need that quality of not reading a room. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get, we'll get back to what you were in the middle of talking about David Bowie. Oh yeah. Always. I was always in the middle of talking. About you were in the middle of always talking about David. <laughs> oh God. That's true. So that's always it's usually a universal knowledge, but one of the Christies really didn't know who David Bowie was. And that was like wow. such a stumbling block for me. I'm like, oh my God, how do we proceed? <laughs> Wait, but she was in her twenties. No, the Christies are older. They oh. both have teenage kids. Oh, okay. And how is that possible? That they heard of Iman? <laughs> yeah. So she actually thought David Bowie was Billy Idol. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that's also adjacent enough. Like that yeah. like, we're gonna work with that. We can work with that. Yeah, it's better um, than nothing. You know, and I told her I saw Billy Idol at Soul World. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's interesting that like it's so let's like assume that someone doesn't have music as a point of access. And it is obviously a very music centric subculture. I sort of tried to start explaining it in terms of how we function as a community and like a community of outsiders and like leaning into that feeling. Mm. And it, it also it's helpful that like, okay, these are not Trader Joe's employees. They are people who are in a psychology master's program with me. Like we're all here for the same reason. So it was like definitely coming from a place of genuine curiosity okay. and interest. Right. You know, I think any question that arises in that particular group of people, no matter how different we are, is coming from a really genuine place because that's literally like what you're there to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like inquiring about other people. So yeah, I don't know. It was just, I think I, I hold myself to a really high standard of trying to like be an ambassador for goth community. And it's like, well, no one really asked me to do that. I don't need to put that much pressure on myself. <laughs> should we ride you around on a float or like oh yeah totally (laughs) well yeah I don't I couldn't see you replying like in a snarky way like I'm sure you're like yeah you're coming from a genuine point of education you want them to be aware and have appreciation and they were being really genuine so I was like trying to really like meet them there I don't know I just I wish I could remember what I said so I could get your opinion but I I truly don't (laughs) Do you feel like, because like in these situations, I always want people to understand me. And yes, that's exactly right. That way. And it's not what you think, which is the snap judgment of, you know, drug addict or obsessed with death and, you know, yeah. self-cutting and mutilating and like, you know, all the dark stuff that people usually leap to. Right. I want them to be like, here's why. And let you, you have a side of you that's just like this too. I'm embracing yes. it more. You know, and I think that anyone, especially in that program, has that side for sure. Like, 
like depth psychology, weird Jungian shit. Like that's why we're all here. Yeah. I think they're actually very ready to understand it. I just put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. Oh, you're fighting the good fight, Vesta. Oh, thank you. Yeah, actually, one of the Christie's did ask me specifically about drugs. So I, I did address that. And I said, and like, we've talked about that before. I said, like, well, yeah, it is a nightlife-based subculture. So sure, yeah, drugs are present. But I don't think they're more present than in any other nightlife-oriented yeah. subculture. If anything, maybe a little bit less so at this point. Like, I think that was much more of a thing in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, they're around. But I, I was open with her. I was like, I, you know. I've, I've dabbled, but I've, not, I've never had like a full drug phase. And if you don't want to interact with that part of it, then you very much don't have to. Um, right. And then she confided in me that she did have a big drug phase, but like without the cool community aspect. Yeah. So it was actually yeah. a pretty cool conversation. Yeah. And she was wearing pastels. So. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Well, yeah. good you. Changing the world one Christie at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tr- oh god I hope that doesn't sound like a man <laughs> I mean it's like it sounds like Heather's I'm like saying the Christie's now I know I know <laughs> but yep. we have a Heather so <laughs> from somebody that like you have somebody like Elise and I have somebody like my friend Rhea where it's like yeah it's next to each other we almost look like opposites yeah like we're my friend's blonde and hit where dresses like a hippie and you know like it's like we're opposites but it's just it's just that understanding each other yeah it's a thing that I really want to work work on with people like I don't I just just get over the snap judgments yeah that whole thing but no I had one more thing I wanted to report to you from my last school session it may (laughs) it might sound kind of like self-congratulatory so please pardon me if it does (laughs) it's about the darkness how do I phrase this so I know so recently like as you and I have like developed our you know interviewing tactics I remember I don't remember who this came up with but um trying to rephrase the darkness question from like what is your darkness what is your trauma to what is your relationship to trauma because I started to feel like asking what is your trauma everyone has trauma you know to different degrees or whatever I think that what is it is not even really the point because everyone's going to have an answer and what it actually is may not matter that much or maybe if they don't want to talk about it I think you can still have that conversation of what is your relationship to how you've experienced trauma do goth people seem to process it differently you know whatever yeah so I felt real fucking validated (laughs) that one of my professors was sort of trying to explain like he basically ended up phrasing something almost in exactly the same way yeah and I think the example he was using was narcissism that like it, it like it's not helpful to say to a person you know client or otherwise are you a narcissist or is that person in your life a narcissist it's just not going to get anywhere very useful but saying what is your relationship to narcissism and that can sort of come up in any way they see their relationship to certain people to their own personality whatever and i was just like fuck yeah what is your relationship to narcissism what is your relationship to trauma it just made me feel like okay like i i'm on the right path with trying to interview people and eventually do therapy they're kind of not that different (laughs) yeah i mean for me it'll always still be what is your darkness which is fucking great i love that that is the point of origin for that question thank you to that guy (laughs) 
And thank you to you for inserting that. Yeah, but I almost feel like the answer to that question, like that you were talking about earlier, as far as how do you deal with it? How do you walk through the fire is for me, my situation would be the goth world. That yes. is my, that is my vehicle. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it's, it's perhaps yeah. an outlet, which I would call healthy, you yeah. know, sort of work through those emotions and work through those you know, dark feelings that come yeah. up having to deal with it, having to process trauma. Yes, totally. And that would be, I think, your relationship to darkness slash trauma without even having to say what your past traumas are. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Ooh. Are you psychoanalyzing me? No. <laughs> Always. I hope so. <laughs> I can't turn it off. Because <laughs> my insurance sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do have to do a lot, a lot of these like listening exercises. Ooh, and I'm not a real therapist, but you and I might be too close to me to actually. I know. Is you other guinea pigs? <laughs> but I have been using some of our friends. Or I, uh, I, both of whom might be listening, actually. So shout out to you too. <laughs> I friend, or or I could just yak at you about um San Junipero like for hours or eyes wide shut. You take <laughs> okay. The, I could just. Either one I can just riff on for. Ever. I love that. That's my day. Take you oh, Vesta. It's my David <laughs> Bowie. Okay. <laughs> Black mirror and eyes wide shut. I like, I like that. Uh, <laughs> that fodder. Yeah. I used to have a rule that you can't be friends with me. If you hate eyes wide shut. <laughs> I actually didn't see it until like a couple years ago. Whoa. Okay. I think like pandemic times. Yeah. I don't know. It's like one of those weird, like black holes in my film education. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. And and your verdict? Oh, I, I was very shocked that I hadn't seen it before. And I definitely appreciated it. Oh, okay. Okay. I figured. I just had to check. <laughs> Fair. Fair. So, yeah. So, spooky times. Spooky times. Do you have particular Halloween plans? Are you well, working I, ghost stores on Halloween? Uh, I am not. Um, I did take the day off. But I'm working pretty much up until then. I'm literally like tonight last night the night before that yeah. for that like it, this is this is the time which is fine it is what it is and having fun with it i believe it or not i'm going to go to not scary farm on thursday okay <laughs> revisit your old so-called haunt yeah and uh, a friend of mine that i met jessica and i are gonna go because she's not working it this year either and we're gonna go you know we have war stories yeah uh, and then on Friday, I'm going to that massive, that Halloween massive thing. Oh. Yeah, at the Belasco, the, what is it, Macabre, it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, that's like the Halloween event. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. You might you, right. I know you're in the brothel, right? Yeah, it's our big Halloween poetry brothel. But it ends so early. Like, in theory, I could go to a club thing after if I felt like it, but I don't know that I will feel like it. Yeah. I, I'm sure that takes a lot of energy and presence. Yeah, I mean, I'll be dressed for it, but <laughs> go. Yeah, I know. So we have like families and stuff. Kelly's family is here. My parents are coming to the poetry rock. Oh, they are. Oh. They are. They've been before, but it's been a while. Oh, yeah. Cool. It'll be a lot. <laughs> Ooh, the parents are going to meet the friend, the family. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. They're going to come see you perform. Yeah, I mean, and and his family too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm. I feel quite honored, actually, that they're like interested. Yeah. Oh, the French appreciate the arts. <laughs> they do indeed. Yes. <laughs> and then on the day of, if um somebody we both know is not gonna be around, Randy's doing a Halloween club that night. Right. Thinking about that. Yeah. 
Halloween on a Tuesday is always a weird one, but I kind of, I don't mind like an anticlimactic actual Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Like you get the weekend and then you get to like, I don't know, whatever the fuck. Have it be yeah. a little more meaningful if you do like less crowded things, just more. Intimate. That is actually how I have gotten to feel with like, a, we can call it my old age. I don't know. The massive things are not that appealing to me. And like, like a nice like cemetery picnic and like a bar where I know people is like kind of all I need. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm going on Friday because Jason's spinning. Cool. Yeah. Whatever, it's fine. Whatever, it's fine. We're chill girls, I swear. Oh, I hate that. I know. Oh I just, we, I just I know said it to push your buttons. But I was listening to, like, I listened to a bunch of podcasts, like, psychiatry podcasts that talk about, like, that archetype of the cool girl. Yeah. How you ultimately will not get what you want, ultimately want with that attitude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it goes along with, I mean, we're skipping all over, but it goes along yeah. with the idea that men want bitches, <laughs> but it's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, mm. they, they have, they're secretly attracted to women who are, take a stand. And I don't, I use, I use that word because they use that word. I, I would never call right. sort of woman a bitch, but you know, an assertive woman who knows what she wants and isn't afraid to ask for it. Yeah, not- so you're saying that, like, passivity is not actually helping anybody, including the person that you want to, like, win over with that passivity? If your goal is to actually get what you want, you know, right. yeah. if that's your goal. If your goal is yeah. to just take it easy and enjoy life one experience at a time, then maybe you're fine. But I was, you know. I mean, that sounds like a nice goal. I don't know if it's realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I used to take that mentality myself. I mean, I guess I, it depends on the situation, but I do realize that ultimately, like, I feel like I'm setting myself up for not getting what I'm not expressing when. Yeah. That's actually very well said. I think not getting what you're not expressing. Yeah. So I like that. So just ask for it. (laughs) It's hard, man. Demand it. No, but no, I mean, and, and I feel like that whole phenomenon Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm skipping around like a fucking clown. I love it. Go for it. But that whole phenomenon is very much patriarchal based because it's based on women trying to get what they want from men. Well, why are we even in that position? Right. Yeah. You don't have access to yourself. Yeah. Why, why are women trying to mitigate their emotions and their behaviors and personalities? So they seem a certain way to get something. Why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah whole world is skewed towards the patriarchy and why isn't it men trying to get you know of course men are always trying to get something from women but (laughs) you know what I mean like why aren't men worried about what women ultimately want you know yeah yeah it is all all related to power imbalance for sure yeah anyway that was a nice (laughs) I had a great um (laughs) I, I love witty bathroom graffiti I don't know if I showed you this, but there's a bathroom graffiti at Thirsty Crow that's in the women's bathroom that says chill girls are a myth. And it's written in red, so it looks like it's written in blood. Yes, it's so true. Yeah, I took a photo of it. I'll put that on the Instagram too. It's so true. I mean, I remember I was in a chill situation with somebody where I ultimately wanted to play the long game. Yeah. Is it like chill quote unquote because it's never fucking chill? Yeah. Like where like there was still a goal in mind, but I wanted to like not because as soon as you speak what you want in that yeah. situation, you're gonna get an answer. And that's right. either going to 
stop the situation in its entirety (laughs) or change the situation. So so people don't really want action in those realms because that's why they, yeah, they don't want to rock the boat. They want to keep it. I mean, you you recall my situation that fit that description that went on for a very long time as well. Okay. Were you, were you not wanting to stop this situation? Is that, was that it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I knew that putting pressure on it would probably mean stopping it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but I don't know how much you, how much further down this road I want to go on the pod right now. No, we don't I feel have that to. way a little bit currently sometimes. Do you consider yourself still a chill girl? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't think so either. I mean, no, no, definitely not. Um, I'm way, way too vocal about all of the feels. I'm very accommodating though. So there is like something yeah. that that like lives on in the chill girl archetype in me that has more to do with like being very it's like sort of what's the the boundary between like quote like air quotes chill and like accommodating compassionate those things that are actually pretty important to keeping relationships yeah. going yeah it's tough it's a hybrid yeah no i mean yeah but no, no chill no chill no chill but empathetic empathetic for sure definitely yeah and that can feel like a lot to juggle i guess yeah that's good i don't know yeah that I- really took a turn huh that did i know like <laughs> halloween what are we talking about blondes and christies to yeah oh i'm borrowing jessica clothes from angela oh fun, fun. i know right because she has like a daywalker side and we're pretty much the same size so i'm not going jessica shopping this year i'm going over to their place on thursday and i'm gonna <laughs> borrow her blue jeans oh that's perfect yeah i saw it were they recently on vacation with Jen and Dave? Yeah, they did a whole New York. Uh, no, they were with um Davey and her boyfriend. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I didn't realize that they all, I mean, I should have known they're all close, but. Yeah, yeah, they are. I, I had New York City FOMO. I know. Yeah, I think it was their first time. It was somebody's first time. Oh, wow. That seemed like a great trip. I know. I have, I have the FOMO too. <laughs> what are you doing holiday or Halloween weekend? Are you doing? Well brothel and then you're doing yep. Barson. Poetry brothel, Bar Sinister. And I'm gonna do Morticia for Bar Sinister and Kelly's gonna do Cousin It properly. <laughs> and then Sunday we have Connie's drag show. Oh okay. Um, at Akbar, which is a Halloween themed one. I'm gonna bring Jessica to Akbar, which feels like a really good like I feel very like settled about like I get stressed about Jessica because I feel so uncomfortable in that costume, yeah. but it's such like a legacy that I can't stop doing it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but Akbar seems perfect because it's like a tiny, tiny bar where I know a lot of people and it's a drag show and Jessica feels like drag to me. Yes. So and Connie's sure. never met Jessica. So yeah, I feel like I have my, my things planned out pretty well. I'm not doing any of the massive stuff. I don't know. It's okay. I'm chill in that way. No air quotes, like actual chill Halloween. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you're going to a massive, like Bar Sinister will be a fucking... That's a good point and I actually fucking hate Halloween bar sinister I know. nowhere to hide no. yeah don't they take over yeah they take over the bar they That's take cool. over the bar yeah it'll be fine we're bringing the the French fam they'll enjoy it oh it was really cute the the door guys talked to me the other night and they want to come on a ghost tour so I told them about oh, awesome they might be joining me tonight I don't know we'll see oh that's so cool both of them were funny about approaching me about it I'm like I thought you guys made fun of me when I like stood across the street, like with my group, but it sounded like they wanted to join. I thought that was. Oh, that's really cool. And they told me some of their stories. 
everybody's got oh, stories there. Bordner stories? Uh-huh. Nice. We have an obelisk next month. Yeah. So you should, I guess this will probably come out the day after Halloween, I assume. So yeah, our next obelisk, which if you're listening to this, please fucking come to it at Risky Business. It is free. Um, We might have a guest DJ. Yeah. So that would be the ninth. Oh, it's an early one. Yeah. Second one. Second. Yeah, it is a ninth. Oh, that also means it's before I go back to school. So that makes my life a little easier. Cool. Oh, good. <laughs> and I will be DJing the alternative at Randy's on the 17th. It's a Friday at the Grunion. Awesome. <laughs> <The> Grunion. <laughs> And then the fall next year, it's going to turn into a Saturday night. Oh, okay. On the on that particular week, but yeah, so I'll be doing that every other month. And then also, if anyone would like to see me at Chamber, I am DJing Sunday the twelfth at Chamber. Awesome. Uh, time number two that I'm there. So that's great. Please join. Please come along. Yeah, I will unfortunately be on the train to Santa Barbara that Sunday. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Opposite right. direction. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you just this once. You'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> so I, that's it for spooky season and chill girls and <laughs> talkers. And I love how we always deviate from our planned. Rep- it's a fucking conversation. It's it fine. <laughs> what does anyone expect of us truly? <laughs> right on. All right. Thank everyone. you for joining us for open graves and uh, enjoy the remainder of your spooky season. Yeah.